The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Don Benison Recording Studio in Allenton Bywater. For more information, visit donbenison.com or email info at donbenison.com. Hi and welcome to episode 11 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, I'm joined by Connie. Alan. And Casey. Hey up. Hey, uh, we'll jump straight into it, there's no point messing about because I have a feeling that when we start talking about Leeds Best Eleven we might do an hour because <laughs> that's basically the sort of thing we talk about in a pub for a week. It's so. what we've been talking about for the last half hour. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, first first game uh, to look back on, 1-1 draw with Aston Villa. Really good first half, Janssen put us in front, they came back into it. Henry Lansbury with a good goal. Uh, what did you reckon to the game, Tom? I thought it was a fair result in the end. Um, as you said, we dominated first half, they dominated second. Um, it, I think it was sort of game where last season you could have seen us maybe conceding a second. Um, but all in all, good goal, uh, good goals on the whole, good display from most of the team. I can't think of anyone who particularly had a bad game as such. I don't think anyone had an absolute shocker. No, there were a few that were quiet, but there were no one who really, you know, stood out as being really bad. And Lansbury's goal were quite a good finish as well. So, fair result. Decent yeah. result and all, to be fair. I think lowest I gave out, I think I gave one person a five and everyone was six or above. So. Yeah. yeah. We were a little bit unlucky with their goal as well because it, it was the way it kind of rebounded off Janssen's, out of mm. Janssen's tackle as well that kind yeah. of, it fell very nicely. Uh, like you say, it was a very well taken goal. It's unlucky in that regard. Yeah, and we were a bit unlucky with that uh, ball across from one of them. It was, it was size that whipped it in and Ekiban and we both went flying in it yeah. and just missed it. I think uh, there were Cooper and all, weren't there, obviously? Yeah, because I think it was Cooper at the back of those yeah, three yeah. and he, by that point, really wasn't expecting <laughs> to have got to him. And you could kind of see it on him going, ah! Yeah. But no, I, I mean, it was good for me because I actually predicted 1-1 in this. Uh, you both had us winning narrowly, but... I've, we said before, I mean, we obviously we'll talk about the QPA get more, but we said we needed four points from these two and we got it, so can't yeah. be that disappointed. But we uh, we made it four. I know that we've done that fairly briefly, but there's not a great deal to say. We played all right, so did they. Draw was about fair. Yeah, we got a goal from a set piece. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, we may as well talk about that now, actually. I've got it later on. Do we think Gianni Vio's made a difference? Uh, I think he's, he's getting his ideas across, definitely, when you see it. When you see how they're lining up and you see the movement, especially with balls into the attacking box, um, I think his ideas are starting to come through a little bit, yeah, definitely. You, you can see it is not just a case of finding a position and moving around, that there are, they have a number of setups now yeah. when when we're taking corners. And I think we saw it a lot at the, the Barnsley game with how many corners we had in that game just how many kind of different setups we had and you know we were playing some more effective short corners in that than we have done before and yeah. I think I think we all agree we, we really hate short corners mm-hmm. uh, yeah you you should never be doing like more than one in five no we, we, there we, were points where we were doing it nearly every time I was gonna say because we, we you know me at least anyway I've got the horrible memories of Snodgrass short corner to kill Kenny within like 10 seconds it was back with Ankergren yeah. <laughs> or Schmeichel or whoever was in goal you're like how we managed to do that but it's, it's good that we, we now have a few different options and we're, we're trying something a bit different because we haven't got that many goals this season 
So it is worth trying it out. Yeah. Yeah. Even though um, we haven't scored that many from him so far, it has. I mean, obviously, Janssen scored his from a corner against Villa. But, I mean, Liam Cooper could have had three or four in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I do. He's had definitely. some serious chances. He had the one disallowed as well. Yeah. Um, it, it just seems like there's a bit of logic in there again now. I know last year we spoke about our Monk and Clotet got them organised back there. And it seems to be coming back again. They don't, they don't you know, that it's not like headless chickens when it gets into the box anymore. So, yeah, it's definitely coming through with it, yeah. Well, definitely the more interesting of the two games was on Saturday, 3-1 win away at QPR. You came say, out of Patrick. You say more interesting. We, uh, me and Jack watched that game together and yeah. I had I had to work, so I had to leave just after half-time. So as far as I was concerned, it was nil-nil. <laughs> so I left and missed absolutely everything. He's now got a very odd... Superstition, because now he has to come watch every game with me and leave. <laughs> Start off at like time. 55 <laughs> minutes in. Got to wear my work clothes as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was sort of the opposite to the Villa game, in that we weren't very good first half. We weren't disastrous or anything, but they, they looked the better side and by far the more likely to score in the first half. And then in the sec- But the last sort of five minutes at first half, we just picked it up a little bit. Yeah, we seemed to move up a gear, didn't yeah, we? It was, and uh, this isn't a criticism of him, I do like Ekiban, but it seemed to be basically when Ekiban went off and Ruth went up front and Kibitsky came on, we kind it, of improved a bit. Well, you, you're bringing them to one. I mean, Ekiban's done all right. Obviously, we'll talk about his injury uh, later on, but when you brought Kibitsky and Ruth on, the, you noticed then they were dragging them out of position, they were getting in and amongst them, where the Zekiban, you know, it, it's not a criticism of him, but it, it, it can do it, but not as good as like what Ruth can do it. Yeah, and I mean, how how much of that half he was injured? He might have been injured for loads of it. Yeah. We don't, but uh, in the second half, I thought we were really good. I mean, it should have been an incredibly comfortable win. It was only... A baffling piece of goalkeeping. That I mean, what, what but, do we all think about that? I mean, because it was just a hopeful. It wasn't even. A I had the very odd back into the box. I had the very odd thing of watching it on Twitter. So I literally <laughs> saw the one angle where it zoomed in on him, and all I see is the bounce and it going over him, and I had no idea the the build up to it. The so ball, I, the ball comes out. Was it Luongo that put it back in? No, it was a uh, Pavel Zwolak. Was it him who put it back in? Yeah, it was him that crossed it back. Oh. Uh, because I remember laughing going, that's another time where we've... I'm not sure if someone got a touch on it. No, I don't think anyone did. You know what's it, weird? It just Because in my in. head, it's basically a Vid Valdon goal. In oh, my yeah. head. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was well like, but I've never actually gone back and checked but, who the goal scorer was. But when it came back in, though, it kind of broke 30 yards out. And it was just a hopeful, like, side-footed, lobbed half volley back into the box and it, the bounce of it even it didn't it wasn't as though it bounced and zipped up right quick yeah, it just it was a bounce and the odd, the odd thing as well is when you're looking around one it bounces what maybe just in front of the six yard box yeah, yeah. but there's there's no one challenging for it no. we're, we're winning comfortably with not long left in the game there's no need for him to be rushing out he could have if he'd have just stood a yard mm. off his line it would have bounced into yeah. his chest and he caught yeah, his it. issue was that he started to come and then didn't if he'd mm. have come he'd have been fine if he'd have not come he'd have been fine yeah it just but yeah that, there we go we've done it again Leeds fans won this game 3-1 with a hat-trick away from home and we've Jumped straight on the negative thing. <laughs> Bloody goalkeepers. <laughs> but as Ronnie, I do have to ask, what do you reckon was worse, that or Lonergan's first one against Brentford? 
that. Oh, yeah, I've got to go with that because again, it, his that was more akin to the the bottom one in the Brentford game of yeah. coming out. I don't have this at all. Like at least Lonergan got to his. <laughs> he had the grace to at least touch it and then mess up. Whereas, yeah, yeah like you say, if he'd have just stood on his line, everything would have been fine. Although, I, I mean, he did make up for it though. Not like, like after it. What was it? In, Ninety seconds yeah, later. Did, yeah. That save from Idris Silla just after was very good goalkeeper. I said to Jack as well because one of the benefits of me listening to the Radio Leeds commentary that you guys probably won't have been able to see. Uh, well, it wasn't on TV, but um, Jack was still able to watch it through his work, which was nice. Um, no, it was on TV in America, so you could watch it. All right, fair enough. But um, I'm guessing the thing it didn't show up is was Jansen and Cooper running up to. Uh, Viedvald straight after and just kind of you know giving him a pat on the back and everything and showed a bit of unity like don't worry about it we've got the we've got you back we were talking about it though um, after it had happened though well, with a few people and it, it's it's that same old thing now if a ball comes over the top and Kamaru fluffs his lines and shanks it into its stand it's forgotten about 30 yeah. seconds later it's just when a goalie does it, it yeah. they're knackered out. But nine times out of ten, it costs big time. But you know, so long as I mean, it's, it, it proved that you know it didn't let it affect him too much. So, mm. well, I mean, we'll come on to the good stuff and roof attacking and other things in a second. But I've asked it every time. There's been a massive goalkeeping bollocks, which has been too many times this season. Uh, but as of last time, we were still all Viedvald over Lonigan. Are we still all Viedvald over Lonigan? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I expected that to be the case. But I, th- I think since he's come one, since he's come back in, we, we have. Uh, I, I'm not saying this is all down to him, but as a team, we've just looked a lot better. The distribution is far better when Viedvald's there. Um, on the whole, outside of things like that, just in general play, we seem more organised than we were under Lonergan, and we seem more stable. It seems like there's uh, Viedvald. Like he's like the base of what Christiansen's wanting to do, um, you know. Like with his balls out, like he, he is a bit of a sweeper keeper, isn't he? You know, and I think that's yeah. what he's looking for. Um, but just in general, though, he's better than Lonergan. That's not saying that Lonergan's really bad. But it's, just, mm. it's there to be a backup, and that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, going the other way, we played some really nice stuff in the second half. Mm. Uh, some really good football got ball wide well came out with some movement in the middle to get on the end of them balls because obviously both defenders are six inches taller than him so he's done well to find the space to win a header like that first one and to direct it and all like yeah. he did it so, were a bit like uh, Lasogas at Ellen Jordan I forget who it were against now but um, it, it put it back didn't it the way it came yeah that it was, was against, his, his f- uh, second one against Burton Burton that's it he put it back where it had come mm. from didn't he because it was beyond far post one he and had to get yeah, I think I think I I said to you like if we could combine our three strikers into one, we we would have a really well, we'd have a Premier League forward because well, I think to, with if you had Ekiban's work rate and Lasaga's natural finishing and I mean yeah. I know he made that bollocks against Brentford. Well, I mean, he's a good natural finishing. I mean the si- yeah. just the size yeah. of Lasaga as well. He's you know he's decent in the air and then you, like you say you got the movement of Roof and mm. his pace. Unfortunately, we have to kind of split it between three of them and. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the couple of times Roof's been up front, he, you know, it's, it speaks for himself that he's got two hat tricks this season. It's uh, by far the most clinical out. I mean, he's, I know he's got some goals at Oxford and stuff, but he only had three shots in that game and he scored mm-hmm. all of them. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ian Holloway said afterwards that he, he, he was barely him. in the game apart from his <laughs> Which his I think was a bit of a overstatement mm. from Holloway. It wasn't like not... Mm. It wasn't one of them... Because you did used to get the odd player like that, then you would literally do nothing and then score twice. Viduka. Yeah, Viduka. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought I thought we were easily worth the win in this game. Yeah. And yeah, Chabitsky is alive and he is apparently half decent. Yeah. Had, had a very good game in the sounds of things again yeah. going into the second half. No, he, he was he was very good. He's a and the cross for the second goal was a great ball. Yeah, actually, quality ball just, in, yeah. But he he was always there as an option. He worked his way up in that wing. It's a another one to add to our football manager's always right theory because his best position on that is a, as a right winger on support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I thought we were really good. I was really delighted with win actually because, like every negative Leeds fan, when their goal went in, I just thought, oh god, here we go again. Especially with them having come from two 0 down to get a two all draw in their last game with two goals in stoppage time. I thought, oh no. But but even when they scored, they didn't particularly threaten an equaliser. No, they had that they one, really? one chance for Silla that feed Valls there. Well, yeah. That was about it. You know, it wasn't like, you know, if you're a home team and you get a goal back, you, you'd be wanting them to push on, wouldn't you? But they didn't really do it, did they? Was yeah. it, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't too long after the save that we went and scored. No. No, they weren't that long. Both goals were in stoppage time, I think. Mm. Yeah. I mean, theirs might have been eighty nine something actually, but yeah, by the way, I've checked it was Wallach. I want it to yeah. put the ball back in. Right, fair enough. I just googled it then. Fair dues. But no, uh, the, I think we could have had more goals than we did as well. I yeah, mean, especially chances. when we were playing on break at two 0 up. I mean, though that chip that size went for that, he should have just put his foot through. <laughs> I was really annoyed until I saw the replay and saw actually it was about eight yards off his line. It yeah. really was on, but he should have still just. To Come be fair that. and all, if, if anyone in that squad's going to go for it, it's going to be Sam O'Size. Yeah. He's the one person where when he does it, you don't think, fuck's that, just put your boot for it. You, you do, but then you think, eh, it's all There's, right. There was a couple of times, and I think I saw it in the first half as well, he tried uh, he tried the ball that he played at Wolves for Alioski's goal as well. That You know, that little, he's fairly central, but kind of almost across towards mm-hmm. the far side, Alioski making the run in. Um I think those two have got a nice little partnership going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you, I, I saw it today actually. I think they've between them they've been involved in nineteen goals and it's ten goals and nine assists or yeah something like that. But just between the two of them, which again for our attacking players is so much better than it was last season. In, in first half, size had one of the quietest games he's had mm-hmm. in a lead shirt full stop. To be honest, he really won't. But he picked it up a bit in second half. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for that one, we all had us winning, but we all had one score. Me and Casey had 2-1, Connie had 2-0. Uh, so, it's all turned around. Yes. <laughs> My name's Jack Robshaw, I'm top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm now top 38 points, you both have 36. We've each got two correct scores, I've just got one more correct result than you two, so... There's absolutely sod all in it at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the main off-field restorers... Off-field the story? No, that's not English. The main off-field story to come out of that QPR game was probably Ekiban's injury. bit gutted for him, to be fair. He's, he's come back from his injury. We all thought that he looked decent before he got that knock at Sunderland and then come back, had a good few games. It's happened again, so... And it looks like it's the exact same injury as well, by yeah. the sounds of it. 
And I think he, he's the sort of player that's somewhere in between the styles of Roof and Lasaga, where he, he can be quite physical, he, he puts himself about. And it, it was quite nice having that option. Where And uh, whereas, you know, a few weeks ago when he was out injured, when it was Lasaga and then maybe Roof, we, we seemed, you know, I, I think it's frustrating when you only have that one option. Whereas once he came in and we saw him play at Barnsley, we were all quite happy. Like, okay, we've got two options, you know, two or three options who we can really choose from. And it's frustrating to lose that again now. Yeah. Especially going into Christmas. Yeah, it's... Uh... Although Kabiksky's given him feel for far, hasn't it, to be fair? You know, I know he's not gone up as a central striker, but, you know, he's given him Yeah, well, I mean, option, he'll, he'll definitely... I mean, he'll definitely be in squad. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and he's, he's earned that with his performance. One person who won't be in the squad... <laughs> Matthias Click. Because uh, Kibitsky obviously played. Borthwick Jackson was back on bench against QPR, which I was glad to see. Yeah. But uh, Click did travel down, wasn't on the bench. We were talking about it before that either Kibitsky or Click is off in January. Well, it's not going to be Kibitsky. So, <laughs> I think as can well. any of you see any way that come 1st February, he's well, a Legion United player? No. For how limited our bench was as well, we were talking about it before the game because we had a lot of central players on the bench. Yeah. And what it was did, very defensive as well. Yeah, what mm-hmm. was it? Two central defenders, a left back, yeah. two centre mids. If you're doing it by the way that Christensen sees them, then it was two centre backs, two left backs because Anita's basically yeah. a left back. Yeah. Um, so it really showed in that regard that if, we, if we're having two or three central midfielders on the bench and he's still not one of them... No. Then you know, and, and I think one of the things that Christiansen appreciates in players like Shaughnessy uh, and Anita is the fact that they can play in a couple of positions. Mm. Whereas mm. I don't know if Click offers that to us. Nah, I um, think he can play in a deeper midfield or a slightly more attacking. Midfield. Yeah, um, I do. I do feel for him though a little bit. You know, is is we said on the last one, didn't we? Yeah. We don't think he's that bad. He's just he's not pulled up any trees, but. He's played in League Cup. He's, you know, he, he plays in centre midfield in League Cup. You know, he played def- against Port Vale and Newport. It, it, I, I will assume that if he is still here at that point, he will probably play in the FA Cup. Yeah. Mm. Because again, we'll be coming out of a busy Christmas period, and I think that'll be a game where Christiansen will throw out a few fringe players. Yeah, he, uh, he took a bit of flack on from people online again because he put some on I don't have Snapchat but I saw screenshots of it he put a thing about oh time to watch some real football and I think it was Manchester Derby and he had to go and he basically defended himself by going what Man City the best team to watch in the world I don't see what the issue is no No, and and as you said it's perfectly fine for a player to be frustrated when they're not getting picked if if they're not then you're kind of worried about their levels of ambition the bigger mm. uh, the bigger Twitter meltdown was the Christiansen stuff, <laughs> which again, I'm assuming you both saw. That. <laughs> but again, though, is it the end of the world? Who, ca- Who I, I could not care any less. Uh, I really, really don't care. It's nice he's going there to scout players for us, which is good. <laughs> you know, you want your manager <laughs> going to watch these. Have you seen that he's actually up? come out and given his actual f- official? He's had to come out and address it now. It's ridiculous. No. He came out and he said. My son wanted to go watch Man City play. But even, even if... And, and and I'm friends with Pep, we played together at Barcelona. <laughs> even if, though, he would have turned round and gone, yeah, I like Man United. 
He's got no allegiance to Leeds United other than he is employed by them. How dare dare a former football player and a current football manager want to watch some good football? Unbelievable. And especially when he he came out before he got the job, he's a Liverpool fan. And not only that, it makes the fans just look a bit fucking tin pot, don't they? Who cares? Does it really matter? The one thing is, I will give, the vast majority were just laughing at the people that were mad. But the people I mean, I'm mad, fine though. with people saying, oh, I wish I didn't have to see a Leeds United manager at Old Trafford. I wish I saw one there once a season when we travelled there <laughs> for a Premier League game. But, like, it's just... A, I mean, I was admittedly exaggerating for effect, but the, like, the thing I put on Twitter was, I don't care if he sleeps in Man United pyjamas and has his missus wear a Jose Mourinho mask, <laughs> so long as Leeds are doing well. Hmm. And, Excuse me, love, do you want me to uh, park the bus? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I wasn't expecting that. There you go. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) That's uh, that's derailed us a little bit. (laughs) And a Herrera. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, <laughs> um, so yeah, Lord Harewood's missus. <laughs> She's more of a Jurgen Klopp kind of guy. <laughs> guy, guy, sorry, guy. It's a guy. <laughs> Dude, that's mean. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so Lady Harewood's been made the honorary club president. Lord Harewood did it for like fifty years. Uh, then, then there was some fat bloke who lived in Monaco who did it for a brief period of time. El Presidente. Yeah. It's El Presidente. It's nice. It's nice. I mean, it's an honorary position. It doesn't really matter. But it's nice that it's... If we're going to have one, it might as well be where it was for all that time and apparently still follows the club and comes to games. I was going to say, because there was... I know there's a suite at the ground named after Lord Harewood as well, and I'm pretty sure Lord Harewood's been like the club president since like the 60s it was, or 70s. I've, I've got it on here. It was uh, from 1961 till he died in 2011. There you go. So he did it for 50 years, and then after he sold to GFH, Bates snaked his way into that job and got sacked for... What, what, didn't he charge us for flights and stuff? Uh, hire, trying to charter <laughs> a private jet without <laughs> permission. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if he was just buying himself first-class tickets. Yeah. Just chartering flights. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> um, and try to charge it to the skin club. <laughs> yeah, the club that's on bonds. No wonder ass. GFH really clamped down on that. Yeah. You can't uh, pay off this Luke Murphy thing. No, you can't have a jet. <laughs> Yeah, there was uh, some more football-based news. Uh, that chance arrived, Chef Wednesday owner, without naming us, basically confirmed that we had gone in for George Hurst. From uh, he said that there were Premier League, there was a Premier League club and one local Championship club that are from every source believed to be Leicester and us. Right. That were both in for him. Uh, his contract expires at end of season, uh, and they've and he basically said there is no way that Hurst is signing a new deal. He reckons that they offered him a deal that was the biggest they've offered for like a non-first-team youth player ever, right. and he turned it down. So they're, they're pretty much done. Do we know? Obviously, he's local. Is he a Leeds lad? Is he? Well, I believe he's. Isn't he Kevin Hurst's son? Ah, right. so he's probably a Wednesday fan. Yeah, I'm gonna say. <laughs> a bit of a shock, really. But yeah. if, if he's a good player, yeah, might yeah. Uh, but my main thought with him is, if we are gonna go in for him, 
should we try and do it in January and avoid a tribunal? Without knowing how, because uh, obviously you only ever hear these tribunals between players generally moving up to the Premier League. It'd be interesting to see what sort oh, of fee. I've just realised I said Kevin Hurst, didn't I? I meant David, David, David Hurst. Hurst. Kevin Hurst was a different <laughs> footballer. <laughs> um, I just realised. <laughs> it could set a precedent if it goes to tribunal. If we're talking, you know, stuff. I mean, um, not, not, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking. Not sound like a pessimist, but I'm just thinking of this as us as a championship team as well. We may go up at the end of the season, then it's it's a different story. But it, if it's you know a player moving to another championship club, mm. you would kind of expect the fee to be smaller in regards of if he's staying in the championship, it's less likely I know that in his immediate future that he's going to be playing. Yeah, you're not for England. You're and, not saying he's going to be a world beater. Anytime soon, as yeah. Such, I know. Yeah. I know a lot of the way the base it is based off things like first team appearances and stuff, and he's only made like two league appearances off the bench ever. Mm. So I mean, I'd, I mean, I dare say it'd still be a couple of million, but I doubt that it's going to be even one of the most ridiculous. It's not going to be a Danny Ings job. And if the base, if they do base it on that, then like you say, if he's behind the scenes said he's got no intentions of signing a new deal, I can't see him featuring that much. No. So that that will keep it down. So. Yeah, and it um it would play into the theory that Rad Radrizani talked about about how trying to go for some local recruitment as well. Yeah, because uh, I haven't got it in front of me, but I think he's eighteen now. Yeah, well, so. yeah. But yeah, that's another one. We may as well. I haven't actually. I normally I I I make sure I have some notes down, but there's a few things that I haven't got on it, so I'll just try and remember on top of my head. As one subject of inward transfers. A few hours ago, I read a thing that apparently the Sun are saying we're going to try and get Scott McTominay on loan from school. Won't be a bad signing. It won't, but in his main job centre mid. I know he can play it back and stuff, but... Well, well someone's got to replace Click when he goes in January. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone else well, to sit on bench. Uh, you know, yeah... No, so a, we need someone to sit at home yeah. and complain. A central midfield... <laughs> we'll come back to central midfielders in January. <laughs> <laughs> Just think, though, at least when he tweets about watching real football, he won't get slagged off. It's his team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll yeah. still slag him off. No, apparently I want him. Uh, I haven't seen enough of him to know either way, really. They seem to rate him, though, yeah, I mean, he's, he gets named on bench a lot now. He's, he's made a couple of appearances, not like yeah. off a bench. Uh, and we've also apparently got as I'm going to call him, the new Sean Holloway. Jesus. Because he's 16 when we paraded him around the pitch as the next big thing. Yeah, Yeah, well, this time we've got a 14-year-old. Who Yes, get him around the pitch. No pressure, uh, lad. I will get my phone out to check his name, but I believe it's Connor Byrne. He's a young Irish kid. He's uh, apparently made his first team debut for uh, Glenarvan. Yeah, yeah, it's Glenavon. I'd love to see a fourteen-year-old coming out to yeah. play to cross against. Yeah. Him. played in the league against Portadown. <laughs> Apparently, is wanted by everyone: Scum, Liverpool, Everton, Spurs, small clubs. Then, but and apparently, does. he is currently on tr- that. You know, scouts in attendance on Twitter that seems to be relatively well informed. Yeah, hmm. according to them, he's on trial at Leeds right now. Hmm. So you know. We've only got to put up with Eidvald for 18 months and then oh. this, this lad will be ready. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I know. I know we we've got, hang on, so we're signing him. We've got... BPF. B- we've got Bailey Peacock-Farrell. Yep. That Will Huff is Will really Huffer. quite highly rated. We've got that 
uh, what his name was Josh Ray the kid that was at Celtic yeah, who yeah. made his Hamilton under 23's debut when he was like 13 or something mm-hmm. we've got like seven good young keepers apparently on the books and there's Harrison Mayles meant to be alright as well we're going to be like Spain yeah <laughs> <laughs> admittedly we we haven't produced a goalkeeper since Carson Carson so yeah since Scott Carson who we produced him didn't use him no. forgot to give him a contract literally forgot to give him a contract um <laughs> But on the whole, again, if you're a youngster and you look at teams who are producing youngsters that are break, you know breaking through and you see the players that we're producing and moving on to the Premier League anyway while we're in our position, you, you kind of must look at Leeds and think that seems to be a good place to be. Yeah, it's a better bet than a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, got Newport away in FA Cup. This time we're actually going to play at Rodney Parade instead of <laughs> Ellen Road. Uh, it's going to be on TV as well. On BBC Wales. And Scum aren't on TV for the first time in fucking years. Yeah, what is it? The first (laughs) first Scum FA Cup third round game, I'm going to tell you that, for I think 14 years. Didn't it? Yeah. Good. (laughs) Uh, But no, uh, how seriously would you take the FA Cup? Not very. Or would you do like what we were saying for the League Cup? If you get through, if you sneak through for a couple of rounds, then start. If you play like we did, if you play the reserves and you get through against New Park, if you play the likes of Saka, Grot, let's say, you know, throw it out there, Pennington, the, and we get through. I'm just, I'm just going to say this now so I don't forget about it because I was thinking Grot really needs a loan, but I was talking to Pete from Throw It All Together. He apparently played one game for NEC before he came. Ah, so, so I'm not sure he can play, so I don't think he can yeah. play for a third team this season. Yeah, I remember seeing that actually. So he, he is kind of stuck to our under-23s yeah. and sub-appearances. So, because I knew that at some point, I, at some point I'm going to forget that and say we should send Grot out on loan. Yeah. But he can't, apparently. No, I think if if we can get through, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, if we got through this and we draw Chelsea or Scott, then that's a different matter. You well, throw them in and go for it, I mean, this is a game where even if we do stick out of reserve side, you'd expect us to... So long as we don't do what well, we did well, against... Well, we already did once. Yeah. So long as we don't do what we did against Sutton and stick out the kids that don't get in the under-23 team. Like Billy Whitehouse. Like, what, yeah. I'm uh, like yeah. <laughs> It's one of those where I think you probably still have one or two of the first teamers in there. Um, mm. Shognessy will be starting, I imagine. Pro- Anita will come in. If he's around, Click will probably get a game. Chabitsky would start, depend- depending on how his form is. But Pennington. Yeah, yeah, Pennington, who... Maybe... He's, bless him, it doesn't look like he's getting a game anytime soon no, now. Uh, it, that, it wouldn't shock me if Pennington goes in January. No, Everton and Not because of him, play. I just think Everton might go, this isn't what we signed up for. No. And yeah, and to, and to be fair, if you, and I, I know Janssen was suspended at the start of the season, but I, I honestly think Christensen's plan was Pennington and Janssen. Yeah, I don't think he thought Cooper was going to be as good as he has been. No. I don't think any of us. I don't did, think most of us did. Even the people that like Liam Cooper didn't expect him to be starting in every week. And yeah, definitely. Not. But he's really improved this year. Uh, last, well, one at last bits of news. It's not really Leeds news. Uh, <laughs> Chilino's hired Nicholas Salerno again. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good for them. Definition of insanity. <laughs> Good um, for them. Good luck, bless yeah. you. <laughs> on the on the subject of loans, actually, uh, we may as well mention it. Um, Antonson and Wilkes are getting on all right. Yeah, so Wilkes got another goal the other day. Yeah. Quite, yeah. I'm glad to see him getting some game time. There's been a bit of stuff on about Leeds should bring back Antonson. No. I disagree with that, but it is nice to see him doing well. Do you? The main thing is, do you, 
Could you see him playing a part next season in any way? Possibly. If he keeps it up. Especially, my thought was that next season, Glock might well be out on loan. If that's the case, then and Antonson carries on his form right till end of the season, then possibly. Wilkes, again, possibly. You know, it's hard to tell. I think with Antonson, it very much depends on what happens for us in the summer in regards to one, Lasaga, who. Lasaga won't be here next year. Well, I'd be amazed. <laughs> Unless he unless he has some sort of huge and I don't want to say turnaround because we've said his, his record is something like one in two for us so far. It's not. Yeah, I think in ten games he's got five goals for assists. It's no. not a terrible yeah. record. It's more of a work rate around it that pisses yeah. people off. Um, so really, you know, if you're looking at the team we have now, then the two that are kind of guaranteed to be there would be Ekiban and Roof. Um, does Antonsen offer something? massively different from those two eh, I, I don't know because I still I still haven't seen enough of him to know what he's about you know obviously he had the, a, a few games in the team last season and then kind of fell out from the bits I've said he's a better natural finisher than Ekiban but outside of that I think what you're hoping for is that he goes away like what David Sommer did yeah, and comes back a different player almost. yeah, mm, yeah. How old? How old's Antonson? Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, so again, at his at his point as well in his career, he'll want to be a regular first team player for someone, and I don't think he'll get that with us. No. Nah, I don't either. And it also depends on how the likes of um, Tomenichkov and Jack Clark, yeah, develop. And Wilkes. And, yeah, and Wilkes himself, because obviously if they end up coming back at similar levels, pick the younger one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, the the last bit of news, which is the main bit of news, that's why I've left it to now. I told you we'd come back to uh, midfielders in January. It's written like 12 pages on this. It's ridiculous. I haven't notes. written very much at all. What I've done is copy, copy and paste Phil Hayes' article where he interviewed the guy from uh, J-League Soccer. So that I have oh, things... I read that article as well. Yeah, so I have things to refer to. <coughs> Because obviously I have not really seen him play, and neither have either of you. Right. <laughs> but, Speak for yourself. I get I get J League. Listen, we watch my... we watch a lot of J League. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I get I get J Soccer magazine with my subscription to Vogue. So, take <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but yeah, Yosuke Iguchi. Uh, it had been talked about for ages, but it's now been confirmed. It's been Phil here confirmed it, and it's been on BBC as well, saying it's all done. Uh, yeah, twenty-one year old centre mid. Uh, one in eight goal record for Gamba Osaka and two in ten for Japan which at first of all that's pretty good for midfielder but then when I read into him he's really more of a holding mid he can get forward but he's, if he's more of a holding mid that's a hell of a that's goal record really good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it looks like we signed him in January he's off on loan somewhere he won't qualify for a work permit straight away but because he's now in the Japan team they reckon by the end of the season he probably will qualify, so he should be about next season. Yeah, because they play more friendlies than we they, do league games. Yeah, they play loads. I really uh, don't compute that sentence in modern day football. He he doesn't fully qualify. Or he doesn't qualify for a work permit. I'm just like, how many <laughs> random foreigners have just showed up? And I don't care how many games they've played. They've just gone. What what's that? You you've played in 100 percent of games for Gambia. Yeah, get in. That's fine. Who, who were the one who turned up at Southampton? 
Well, they played us, Ali Deer. Ali Deer. For one who pretended to be George White's cousin. He got a work permit. <laughs> or he, uh, he'd been in France, he was near you in National. Uh, <laughs> still. Yes. I believe uh, Matt, Matt Letizia talked about it on yes. Kevin, didn't he? <laughs> but uh, um, it, the, no one knows where he's going on loan. A lot of the prevailing theory is Leonessa. But apparently they've already got their fill of non-EU players, so it might have to be somewhere else. And he also might not want to play in the Spanish second division in the build-up to a World Cup. So I've seen a few people saying there's a couple of German sides that would be willing to take him on loan, apparently. And uh, one thing that was a good point someone made, that uh, Toshia Fajita, the guy who will have probably mm. scouted him for us, yeah. he's apparently got really close links to Venlo in Holland. I think if, if there were an option for them to go to a German team, even if it were in second division, you've got teams like Kaiserslautern in there, you know, you you've got decent level teams in in, you know, the top two tiers of German football. Other than the big teams in Holland, do you really want them to be going out there? Uh, it would depend. If they said we'll definitely we'll start him every week. If we were going to play every if week. If they said we'll but... play him every week, I'd be fine with that until the end of the season. I mean I think from a, a technique point of view Holland's always a decent place yeah. to be, but like you mm-hmm. say, if if you're outside of the top, what you know, what have you got? Ajax, Ajax, PSV, sorry, PSV, PSV, <laughs> and Chelsea um, reserves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it could be good for him if he ends up in a struggling team to as as a holding midfielder where he's going to have a bit more pressure on him, maybe. But mm. like you say, pro- German football would probably be the best. Very similar to our style. Yeah. But yeah, but they're uh, better. Yeah. So yeah, they'd expect him to play in a in like the two of a four two three one. He's only half a million quid, it's which in modern like football not, is sod all, isn't it? Even yeah. in Championship. Uh, but that um, Alan Gibson, who edits J Soccer Magazine, who will know a lot more of those. He really seems to rate him. Says he's like a destroyer in midfield, but he gets forward well, scores goals. He talks about the goal against Australia, which is the one thing we will have all seen. Yeah. Because it was a really good screen. But the thing I didn't realize is. In Gambra Saka's midfield, their two holding mids were both really experienced internationals with like 70 old caps. Hell, he's and he one of them. ousted them from the t- Basically, one of them got injured, he got in, and that was that. Bloody hell. So essentially, then, we're signing an Asian Vinnie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I was, in my head, I said Kevin Musket. Now, oh, I, God, that's harsh. <laughs> I would say that this is probably. I'm basing that off the words mean streak. Yeah. I'd say it's probably a bit of an exaggeration, but he said that he should. I, he said that he thought he should have had two or three more years in Japan, and it would have cemented him as like a national team swallow. And he might have even been the captain of Japan by then if he'd have done that. So he does seem to really rate him. Uh, Pete from for altogether did actually watch the Australia game in a couple, and I think he watched him play against Brazil as well, and said. I mean, they were second best on the part, but he did stand out as one of the better players on pitch for Japan. So, Rodolf Austin, but better. Oh no, leave Rodolf alone. <laughs> I love M- Rodolf Austin. Much, much like I did with Alioski, I'm going to decide with very little evidence that he's going to be really good. <laughs> it worked out once for you, so. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I've decided he's going to be good. So, yeah. Now we've got the thing that might take a while. You've probably all seen that they're redoing all the area around the Bremner statue at Bremner Square and fans can buy stones and stuff. But they're going to have 10 to go around him to be like Bremner's 11. That's going to have all the stats on and everything. And they're asking the fans to vote on who gets them. 
which is very, very tough. There's a short list of 40. We decided we'll try and do our 11 out of the 40. Obviously, Bremner's in centre mid for one of the places, but we'd have all picked that if that wasn't the case. So we've all had a little note down with a beer in the 20 minutes before we started. Um, so I'll let you go first, Connie, because you were the quickest one getting it done. How are we doing this? Are we just going to go through each one's team or uh, do you want to go position by position? Uh, actually, yeah, you're right. Position we'll by go position? position by position because I bet we've all got the same goalkeeper. Lucas Radov. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say from the off, my team's based on a 4-4-2 formation. My team is based on a 4-4-2 formation. Jack, tell us about your formation. Awkward bastard here, right? <laughs> Has ended, was trying to do a 4-4-2, but there was too many central players that I couldn't leave out. So I've ended up with a 3 4 <laughs> After coming up with a Hockaday diamond. Oh, at one, po- <laughs> at one point I had a 3-4-3 diamond at... At uh, another point, I said, hmm, there's a lot of 70s players in this. I might do a 3-3-4. Three, three, <laughs> Basically, the problem is there's a short list of 40, and you could make really good arguments for about 32 of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, goalkeepers. Are we all Nigel Martin? Yeah, Nigel Martin. Yeah. As a good friend of mine, Nigel Martin, as, as I like to think. As in you've met him? Like, every other day for three years of my life, yeah. I would bother him as I walked into school and he walked his son in and it's just the loveliest man and also by far and away the best goalkeeper I've ever seen play for Leeds. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree on the last point, the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just speculation. Yeah. Inadmissible uh, in court. Honestly, though, um, I think it's a conversation I've, I've had with several people that I think Nigel Martin is very unlucky to have been a goalkeeper around at the same time as David Seaman and Peter Schmeichel in the Premier League because I I think had it not been for Seaman and to be honest who was the end of Seaman's run I think Martin should have been England's number one um, there was definitely points when he was better than him I, I, I think by the time the 2002 World yeah. Cup came around I think Martin was a better goalkeeper after that shambles at Euro 2000 Martin should have been him definitely <clears throat> and but it, it's not only that and all I mean the way um, it would help with when he left uh, Nigel Martin it would um, it would at a time where we could have got a, a lot of money for Paul Robinson and we let Nigel Martin go for a nominal fee and he went on and played a, a good you know four five years at Everton and, and that's brilliant and, and David Moyes described him as his best signing yeah um, and he, he was great because he, he went straight into that Everton team that was in they were in Europe every season mm-hmm. at that point one season with him in goal, they finished fourth. Yeah, that yeah, was the season they finished ahead of Liverpool. Yeah, that Liverpool that, won the Champions League. That was that <laughs> weird season when um, when Marcus Bent scored about nineteen Premier League yeah. goals. But it just because they got beat, they uh, got beat by like Villarreal in qualifier. That's they? right. Yeah, next, they, they the got next a year really and... tough qualifying round, didn't they? <laughs> but like I said, over him, it was just you know at, at time he left. Um, I know he had all that do with him uh, with the pre-season tour he refused to go didn't he because, well, because of was that just after the World Cup it was just after it because they, they went to Australia and he that's right it was him and had Batty been away for that World Cup as well I can't remember no Batty Batty had done oh was it just that David Batty just refused to go anyway possibly <laughs> I think it was when it was all getting a bit weird at least <laughs> it was all but, yeah but you know, it was all left. getting weird Terry Venables had been hired <laughs> fucking weird but, but when he left though you know you just thought 
position we were in at time, cashing on Robinson and Keith Martin. Yeah, you know, you I know. mean, admittedly, I could understand what they were thinking. They thought they had another Martin. Oh, you can't and Robinson it. was really good. He just won. I think it's just the thing that clearly they could see the financial position we were in, and Martin ended up leaving for like five hundred grand or something like that. It was absolute peanuts for how good he was. Um, when I don't know, it's not massive money, but at the time it was bigger. Where we probably could have got five, six million for Robinson if we'd sold him, like you know, or one or two. They were talking like fifteen million. Well, basically, I don't know if it would have been that much. I think that was when papers were doing it every week. Like you know, when Juve was spending thirty million on Ian Hart, apparently. God, imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, in Italy, it'd have been like a fucking steam train. It'd have been quick in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so we've all got same keeper Uh, defense. Uh, I'll start with right back. Which I don't have one of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this thing's falling apart already. If, if I did, it would probably be... I'd have Kelly over Rini, probably. But I've gone with Gary Kelly purely because I, I didn't see Rini, obviously. Yeah, um, but that's why... Uh, <laughs> just solid one here. Just, you know, but right to end it. And again, it was a bit, bit crap how we got dealt with at end. Mm. You know, it was a little bit shit, to be honest, but... Yeah, what was it that he, c- he couldn't play because of the bonus, con- bonus yeah. clause in his contract yeah. and yeah. the bench I just d- went right you're not playing anymore I dare say that if they'd have sat Gary Kelly down as a reasonable guy or he came across like that he'd have just said don't worry <laughs> you know it's yeah. fine just leave it at that but yeah in terms of football he was a solid one I think I actually think getting relegated helped keep Gary Kelly at the club in and around the team mm. for a bit longer because Danny Mills had come in and you know, it kind of there were always that toss up one between Mills and Kelly at times. There was definitely <clears> a point where, the, as much as I prefer Gary Kelly because he's Gary Kelly, yeah. there was definitely a point where Mills was the better fullback. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's, there's no, you can't, I, could, I couldn't argue when he was getting picked. Like, because Danny Mills should have been England's first choice right back at that point. Yeah. And he was for a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. he was. <laughs> and, and with Gary Kelly, we'll always have that goal against Wigan. He had a couple of. Did he actually get finishes. credited with the one against West Ham? I don't know if but he did. Like yeah, yards, didn't I he go like so. crossbar, Ludek McCosco's <laughs> back in McCosco and in the back of the net. <laughs> and he had um, what was the one at Selhurst Park as well? Is that the quick free kick? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that, that's one of the kind of the forgotten Gary Kelly goals. It's amazing he's got forgotten goals. He only got about four. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows about the Wigan one, because that's the one on YouTube where you can only find it with the fan zone commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the lead's like going mental. He had two in the 96-7 season with the West Ham goal and one against Southampton as well. To be fair, that probably made him second joint top goal scorer that year. Uh, he wasn't far <laughs> I think Lee Sharp was second with five. It was depressing. But yeah, Gary Kelly though, all the right back. Were you the same, KC? No, and I think as I may have hinted to it just before we came on, I've gone with Terry Cooper as, as fullback and one... I think it mostly comes down to he scored the winning goal for us in the League Cup final, our first real bit of silverware. And uh, that that was essentially the game that kind of kick-started things for us as, you know, as a force. And to, it's very hard in that 70s. We were talking about the, the players that are in there and, you know, where would you put Paul Madeley and players like that? Like, cause it was just, it was a team that picked itself, but 
and then we had a sub who was just as good and would just <laughs> fill in for everyone. But yeah, so his, the difference is basically you two have more picked it as an eleven that would actually play a game, whereas I've just gone ah fuck it, can't happen anyway. <laughs> so you two should probably do left backs because I've obviously got three centre backs. So uh, left back, I've gone Tony Dewigo. It would just quality. Um, just yeah, from minute minute game till when he left to go to Torino, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, then rocked up back at Derby. But um, that Australian international with an Italian surname, yeah, and England caps, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he would just you know, Ian Art was his natural successor, obviously. But it, it, I know they used the term for him, but he was just he wore Rolls Royce of a centre of a as a you know a fullback. He was just confident in everything he did, but yeah, Tony Dewey I, I've I've gone with his successor. I've gone with Ian Hart, and as, as I think that that's purely down to the four years of age gap. Yeah, um, <laughs> as my, I, as the, I've actually put on the notes when I said we should talk about this, that this is massively based on how old you are. Yeah, unless you try to make an effort, because I mean I didn't, but part of me wanted to have Jermaine Beckford in, just because yeah. I love him. I mean, of course he's not as good as the players when we're at the top of English football, but. <laughs> <laughs> I want, part that's, of me wanted him that's not Jermaine's fault that he was at the club though at that time I mean the thing for me with Ian Hart is that as, as much as I can look back at those those last 18 months in the Premier League when his confidence was absolutely shot and you know he, he wasn't the fullback he had been in the three four years before that he'd still been playing with someone like Harry Kewell in front of him and he'd no one at that point it's was pronounced Australian bastard. Sorry, yeah, that, that Aussie prick. <laughs> um, um, no, no one had been picking up on Ian Hart for you know never being with his man or he was such a confident player. He could go forward. He had his free kicks, but I, I still remember his goal against Derby when he cut inside, and hit it with his right foot, yeah. stuck it in the top <laughs> yeah, corner. Cool. He was for a period. He was such a again. Uh, probably I don't know if I'd use the term Rolls Royce but I do think he was a, a, quite a classy left back I think it proved its own point with just how long he carried on playing after he'd left Leeds and how he pulled his way back up the leagues as well yeah well he, he rocked up at Kyle Isle didn't he and scored some at Daff like 15 goals a summer yeah. from centre back yeah he was playing centre back <laughs> that season they, they there were talks of him coming back to us I wanted there? him back and we didn't because we had Alan Sheehan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, but, but in fairness to Kelly, they kind of used the brain and went, the one thing he can't do is run, so let's not have him out wide. Yeah. Yeah, he was always hard. He, not, not that he was spectacular, but he could, he, aerially he could always do a job. And yeah. He never bottled out, did he? You know, no. he, yeah, That's not one for, that's that's not a, a summit that you'd associate with Ian Hart. He never ducked anything, did he? No. Let's let's go through, let's go with Jack's three well, centre backs. Well, as I say, mine is not because I could have easily ended up with like a one seven two. Because I, I was waiting for him to pull out three centre backs, two wing backs, a holding <laughs> midfielder, two centre midfielders, one attacking midfielder, and two forwards. Yeah, it's not wrong with five two one two. It's a good formation. Tell, look it's at great con- on FMO six. Look at Conte. Uh, no, I've got for it back because I've got Hunter Charlton Ladderby as a three. And by the way, I really did. I, I very nearly used John Charles as a centre-back just to make room for other people up front, but I didn't. <laughs> so there's a spoiler, he's in there. But I've, I ended up with those three because I just I couldn't not pick any of them. No. And as I say, there was 
I think there was five defenders that I really wanted. There was seven or eight midfielders that I really wanted in. Midf- so. Midfield, I think, is the worst part of picking this lot. Yeah. We've struggled here. But yeah, Norman Hunter, Jack Charlton, Lucas Radaby is my back three. I've got two of them as my centre-back pair and I've gone with Radaby and Charlton. I, I, I'm with you, Con, on that one. I went Charlton and Radaby as, as much as I want. There's a couple of players I, I really wanted in there. Like Don Matteo. <laughs> I love Don Matteo. I love Don Matteo, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there, there was an argument for Chris Fairclough in there for it'll, his it'll part in the title winning team, and uh, you know the fact that David White's not on that list because yeah, essentially, when you're a title winning team like that, a, a back, you know central defensive partnership, they're essentially a unit together, and yeah. they were brilliant. And uh, just for getting a homegrown player in there, and because of my age, I would have loved to be able to put Johnny Woodgate in there. Mm. If Johnny Woodgate had stayed at Leeds and not had any injuries, I'm sure he'd have probably been the best we ever had. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because when he was 19, he was that good. But I mean, well, if it was if the fact you heard coming out that he was the fastest over 100 meters in the mm-hmm. whole squad, and that was at a time as well when we had like Gary Kelly, the Aussie prick, Lee Bowyer was in there. Um, he could have been and and it's not you know he's not at the worst career he's pretty much always played no, at the top he's, level he still had an okay career he still went to like Real Madrid and yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Real Madrid <laughs> scored a a League Cup winning goal at Wembley yeah he did didn't he yeah for Spurs bundled it forgot about that. that's like one of his 12 appearances for Spurs yeah. um but yeah um it would have been great to get him in there but you can't pass one Lucas for one the legend around him that he created from the fact he had his bags packed and nearly left and then George Graham turned him into an absolute world beater of a centre-back. And then Charlton, who, again, just another, an absolute legend of a player, just at corners, just standing in front of the goalkeeper, (laughs) picking him up, throwing him into the goal, then having a free header (laughs) in the days when when defenders wouldn't turn around and appeal for something. They'd just go, oh, well. Oh, well, that happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's very tough not to pick those two. Uh, well, we'll do as two centre mids. Obviously, we've all got Bremner as one of them. Uh, yep, and uh, alongside him, it was tough because I've had to I've had to go for another one who I never saw play. But I've gone with Collins. So I've gone again with another one who way before my time, but I've gone with Johnny Giles. I've Johnny gone... Giles is. The cam. God <laughs> <laughs> damn it, Jack. Um, I've I've gone with Jack on this one. I've gone with Bobby Collins as well. And again, similar to the Terry Cooper thinking, I, reading back about that Leeds team, I think before before Giles, the big signing was Bobby Collins that kind of mm. kickstarted everything. I have just had a thought that well, we'd be fucked in the air. Yeah. Bremner and Collins. Collins was about five foot three and Bremner was about five foot five. Fine, when they got beaten, they'd just wait for him to land and fucking boot them anyway. It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you see. And, it only and, occurred to me after I said it that, oh, there's no height in that central midfield. And it's fine because, as we'll have all been told by, you know, older relatives, we've all got Johnny Giles in there. Well, me and you have anyway, Jack. So, as we all know, Johnny Giles would just go around, wind everyone up, and then go to Billy Bremner and say, you're going to let him. Do that to you, <laughs> <laughs> then just disappear. Be fine. Yeah. I, so, yeah. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? With um, 
Keegan and Bremner. Yeah. Was that it was Johnny, Johnny Giles, Giles that had hit him it. and then just he jogged <laughs> off. Keegan got up and saw Bremner. I, I always remember me dad me and my dad were, were talking about the team at seventies and you know, I was saying, Oh, you know, Hunter and you know, Bremner and Charlton. He says no, no, but worst one with Johnny Giles. Really? He says he was an absolute twat with Johnny Giles in a good way. He says he just 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 wind them all up and just say, uh, "Gonna let him do that? Just take your piss out here, <laughs> just disappear." <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll do as wide midfielders then because even though we've got different formations, we do all have a midfield four. So, um, I'll start it off then. Um, on left, I've gone Eddie Gray. Gobber. I, Eddie I Gray. Have, I also have Eddie Gray on the left. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we were saying, sorry, sorry to shatter the the illusions of this podcast. As we were stood in the kitchen discussing our teams <laughs> with a beer <laughs> and, and, and some coke, um, in cans a, in of coke. Can, yeah, we're going to say, please, someone clarify that. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah, we, I think we all just instantly went, well, you've got to have Gray in there. He Technically, he was excellent at his time. You, you watch the videos before games now and you see, yeah, that goal. <laughs> the, the two, the, there's the volley yeah. and then there's the one where you just... I've never seen so many pullback turns in the space it, of about five seconds. He's just dancing it, around he's people. Also, he's also such a club man in here as well. He's I was going to say, is there a role he hasn't had at that club? <laughs> you know... I mean, you know, yeah, he's been player, normal coach, assistant. He's been manager. He's been involved with youth development. I think in all both times he got put in charge. I know he got it in the eighties when you know that that great team had all disintegrated and mm. they were done. Because well, he, he'd tried to put together a, a team. Was was it under Gray that we'd got to the playoffs, or was it later? Than that. Um, yeah, I think it was later than that, I'll oh, be okay. honest. Um, and then obviously he, he got put in charge towards the end of when we got relegated and I don't care who were in charge that year, we were going down. That yeah. one <laughs> so, but I mean, still to this day, as you all know, I mean, he's doing uh, media work for us. Yeah, um, still going. And, and I think in terms of... And he is also in the way that uh, KC talked about Nigel Martin, he is the nicest football man I've ever yeah. met. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did some. I did a like co-commentary thing with him, and he got done, and I had to do some like a couple more minutes, and I turned around and he was stood at end and he'd waited for me, yeah. so he'd walked to walk down with me as we were both leaving. He didn't have to hang on. He could have fucking middle at night called, yeah. could go get in his car and be off, but he, he hung on and waited and walked down with me. And, and I just end. thought, Jesus, what a. <laughs> he just went. He went one place above Gary Kelly and nicest footballer I've ever met. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're saying, all if he had have just gone, it's Billy Bremner. Uh, Billy, it's Billy Bremner? It's, it's Eddie Gray. I'm looking at Billy Bremner there on my team sheet. Yeah. Um, and number it, one is Billy Bremner. <laughs> no, no one would have questioned it if no. he'd have just gone, but yeah, decent block. Yeah. Uh, so we've all got the same left winger. Who have you got on the right? Strachan. Rod Wallace. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> I I saw him more as a right again coming into it, but I that that was my way of fitting him in because I think Just, one he you was, wanted him there. Well, he was he was such a big part of that the title winning team, and I think he was one of the players that 
as the as we got into the Premier League, he, he was consistently mm. a strong performer for us. He he got quite a few goals. He like you say, he started to move out to midfield more to accommodate other players. Um, admit, I did not expect that name. No, no, not I, there. He's... No, no I, I mean I like Rod Wallace. But... Yeah. Um, and I know he's kind of more thought of as uh, Lee Chapman's partner, and then Brian Dean's partner, and. I, 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 I'm well, him, and, him and Leslie Ash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did Cantona deleted due to legal reasons? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going Rod Wallace there. I, uh, I've got outwide Lorimer. Yeah, I had to get him in. <laughs> he just had to be in, and I- it. He had to be on one side. So I think, yeah. the, I think the sad thing at this point is, for me anyway, it's I, sh- happened I struggle to look past the, the the way he handled the Bates regime. And I know he, he was always on the board as a figurehead and it's I know he it's a job for him and he he you know that that was his source of income. It could have been handled by him a lot better, given his standing at that club. It, it could have been, but he just managed to avoid it with me. I ju- if it had gone on any longer, I might have started to, but I just... Oh, I don't can't, don't I can't get me wrong, I, I don't disrespect Peter Lorimer yeah. in any way, I, I still can't, I still can't just... see, and I, I still couldn't have anyone else there. No. Um, I mean, I, th- I think with that, we, we were speaking about Eddie Gray, I think one of the things I really like about him, having heard Lorimer on the radio and Norman Hunter, and we heard Norman Hunter when we were list, uh, watching the Wolves game at the Pavilion, and I remember listening to Norman Hunter when we lost to Portsmouth in Peter Reid's last game, he's like, you know, I think we can turn this around. You're like, no, Rocker Jr.'s holding midfielder. This has all gone wrong, Norman. <laughs> and Eddie Gray was kind of has been like the perfect balance of looking at a game and just being realistic about mm. things whilst not criticising the re- you know regimes or anything like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of what he did for this club as a player, you, you cannot yeah. understate. No. And you had Strachan. I had Strachan, yeah. Well, I mean, he was the right inside of that midfield. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember his goal against, I want to say it was Ipswich. But when he went and sat on the advertising order. It's, it's the one that he hit and it stuck in the stanchion. That would Ipswich. Yeah. I think, I'm sure it was. If I'm wrong, like it please, was. Uh, but I'm <laughs> sure it would Ipswich. Start, it was at the start of the 93-4 season, he just yeah. smashes it, it sticks up there. Because <laughs> you never saw that happen, it looks so good. It, I mean, when he was bought in, I mean, I know obviously you two didn't see it, but no, it was just <clears throat> as far as my main memories of Strachan as a player are at Cov when he was playing manager. Yeah, well, well, I mean, when he came to us, he was finished. As far as Man United were concerned, he was done. Was um, he thirty one, thirty two? Yeah, early thirties. Yeah, and you know, it was it was one of them. It was just right club, right time. It just gave him a new lease of life, and it was just so good. I mean. <laughs> I mean, obviously, my dad knew more of him, obviously, but when he, when we'd signed him, I always remember my dad saying, mm, you know, it's a bit of a spent force, this Gordon Strachan, and then, obviously, he did what he did, and, yeah, club legend. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm the only one who's got someone in behind the strikers. Yep. It's Johnny Giles. <laughs> it, it is basically sort of the whole, you know, there's not... Too much in it, is no. it personnel wise? It's no. just the problem. The problem is, I the reason I've ended up this formation is just because I had too many central players that I couldn't not pick. 
Yeah, but we did say midfield were well, real yeah, problem. Mid- midfield, I could have easily picked you could have had seven eight. or eight central midfielders. Well, you had the 70s midfield, then you had the title winning midfield. <laughs> yeah. There you go, there's eight there. And of course, Snoddy. <laughs> Seriously, I really like Rob Snodgrass, but how has he got on this list? Yeah, he shouldn't be on this list. <laughs> he, was, he was really good, but come on. Uh, so yeah, up front, we've all got two strikers. Yep. I have... John Charles and Alan Clark. I've got Alan Clark, and I've gone for just purely again we say age thing. Tony Yaboa. I I've literally just He's changed got my name. Becchio. Becchio and <laughs> Beckford. I, I've literally just changed my now because I realise looking at that list, I can't. My original two picks, I'm going to say were Viduka and Beckford, because Fair I. You're allowed to have a recency bias. You're in your well, 20s. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just look at... The one thing I think with those three years in League One is that as as much fun as it was going to Yeovil and stuff like that, it was fucking miserable being in League One. Yep. And if it, no, if no, no. It, it was no, fine when we were winning. The first season one. The first season was funny. No, the first season was fine. That's... <laughs> With our incredible... I mean, I know that we always use Yeovil as an example. Yeah. But that... T- I mean, we actually sold him a club shop, a shirt that said, Where's, Where's Yeovil? That's the most disrespectful thing. That, that was, it, yeah, they released, what was it, the minus 15 shirt and Where's Yeovil? Where's Yeovil? <laughs> and to be fair, I, you say that's disrespectful. We went to Yeovil. I don't know where Yeovil is. And I went there. Uh, it's, it's down it's Devonshire, isn't it's it? It's near an old shooting <laughs> range. There's nothing around it. There was, we went, there was nothing there. <laughs> but I, I yeah I, with their award winning concourse that was one burger van <laughs> um, actually you know what I, I'm going I'm to stick with those two as my front two one who were you considering the, all of them there's a case for Chap, Chapman again in the same vein as Wallace for leading the line in the way he did those you know in those three seasons from 89-90 through yeah. to winning the league yeah. um John Charles just being and you look at the way he's held in such high esteem by Juventus as Mm -hmm. well as with us Um, Alan Clark Mick Jones just two Mm. stalwarts for us during our best period but you know it kind of it is sort of a bit of a shame that Mick Jones is sort of the other one yeah and he he deserves so much better than to be the other one that's the thing because it, who's the I guy? I mean, my, who my, put, da, my dad swears blind he was better. Yeah. He was the better one. I mean, he loves them both. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, I mean, I, me and you were talking about this, chat because I kind of, I mean, I, I, there's arguments for ninety five percent of that list to make it onto well, like a just, starting eleven. Just easy ones that, like, often. I mean, I'll use midfield as main example, mm. but like I. It was hard for me to not pick Strachan. It was borderline impossible for me to not pick David Batty. Yeah. Who is my favourite Leeds player. And now, I didn't pick him. Now, see, I'm not going to lie now. Now we've done the 11. Did, none, none of us picked Spade. No, this, I'm going to come to this now because we, I've put I, like I a, tried so hard to rationalise putting Speed in ahead of Grey. And nah, I just, just couldn't, couldn't do it. No. It was... It, I mean, I put some like... Almost like notable mentions... Con- I mean, Con- Connie did use the Premier League subs bench as oh, yeah, well. He, he has gone with maybe. seven. He, I mean, he was a step away from using international friendly subs bench with twelve. I mean, yeah, but, he, ne- he nearly picked twenty three out of a forty man <laughs> list. 
But I mean, you know, you've got Speed, you've got McAllister, you've got Batty. Then, you know, there's Mel Sterland. It was, you could mention in there again, as well. Again, you just look at, and I suppose it makes, it means a little bit more to us given, you know, we're all younger, you know, the, mm. so we don't really know the players from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. That, but that 92 title winning team, again, another team that just week in, week out, it picked itself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, as I said, I, how you have Chris Fairclough on this list and not David White, yeah. b- because you kind of just have the two of them come together. I mean, we spoke and all briefly, I know me and Jack did about it, um, players that aren't on, and I know that, again, you could argue all night long about it, but I mean, there were two um, that I, that, you know, came up straight away. And Albert Johansson. Not, I was amazed he wasn't on this list. Not mm. only because of what he did footballing-wise, but at the time, what he represented in terms of racial equality, you know, just the, the, the image what, that it what gave was he gave like the second or third ever... Black player. Yeah. Black player yeah. and the first one from... Yeah. From, as the song says, Timbuktu. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> but... You know, I w- I'd rather they just edited that out. I don't know where it comes from, but I think it's abroad. <laughs> that, that would be better. Yeah. But, but, oh. but you know, there's Albert Johansson that you could mention. Being, I mean, you've mentioned Chris White. Um, you, you could go on, couldn't you? you know, mm, yeah. But I mean, you should. I suppose you should be able to do this. But yeah. like, we've struggled there really hard to get it down to 11. Mm. When you vote on the website, you're allowed to vote for three people. Oh. I've got my three. I so, I haven't picked mine, but let's, so let's it's, do it. It's really. T- I mean, obviously, I dare say that they're not taking any positional stuff into account. If they get the votes in and there's seven midfielders, then they will so be seven is. midfielders on stones. Yeah, we are but, playing a two-seven-one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, if you've got yours, Con, we'll let you go first because I'm I'm still umming and ahhing. Right. I think Jack Charlton has got to be in there. Um, Alan Clark. And I'm torn. <laughs> Last one, I really am torn, and it's three words. Um, Radaby. Right. Yeah, you can't argue with any of those no, either, I mean, like, no. you say, no, Ed, like you say. We struggle to pick no, 11. Here's, so. here's the thing yeah. with this. Uh, there is... There's 30 correct answers. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no wrong answers. Mel Sterland might have been a wrong answer. <laughs> Luciano Becchio. <laughs> they I, should just, like... I suppose if we do actually build up as ground and make some nice things, just have a few and stick them all over ground. Yeah. I, I think the thing for me with this, because that for us was just us picking a starting 11 from that list of players, yeah. I think what should actually happen is that around that statue, Bremner should be surrounded by the names of the players he played with. Yeah. I, you know, I, Do you I, think it might end up like when they voted for the greatest team and it'll be him, the 72 team, and Nigel Martin? <laughs> I, I think so. Um, I, but it's, I, I suppose it's what people vote for, and it's an internet vote, so younger people will be more likely to vote, so you might see a Becky again. Lee Bowie. God, Lee Bowie. I mean, but, but, I mean... I, 
I don't think Becky will, will make it. I, you've, you, I, I get your point in saying <laughs> that he could, but I think when we go for more like current players that will make it, I think you'd be looking more like at your Adabes, your Batties, yeah. your Vidukas, maybe, you know, mm. that sort of era. I, I just think, I think it would be fitting to be surrounded by Lorimer, yeah. Clark, yeah. Gray, Cooper, right. Giles. Well, yeah. So you've had your three. If I'm picking my three, I'd have Martin, Radaby, and John Charles. Martin was one of the words Martin, I was told I, ca- I can't not month. pick Martin because goalkeepers don't get enough credit and he's the best we've ever had yeah. it's the only one that I can look at on this list and say for certain he was the best yeah like you know there may be a better striker than Alan Clark yeah it's just what Alan Clark did yeah mm. there may be a better but, you know. even like, there's, there's definitely a better defender than Radaby he tackled with long leg half the time <laughs> It was just brilliant at it. But I, I genuinely think Nigel, Nigel Martin isn't just the best keeper I've seen at Leeds. He's one of the best that's in my, best in my, He's very much up there for the best I've ever seen, mm. full stop. Mm. Um, for my three, I'm going to go for, you know, Collins, Gray, Charlton. Which again, there's no argument to be had uh, for it. Is there? Uh, we might not be able to get back to people all the time, but if you if if you want to say what your three is and what your eleven would be off the list, by all means, get in touch with us on Twitter. We won't always be able to respond straight away. But I've, I mean, that we, I, do, I have no idea how long we just went on for. By the way, it's why I left it for the last thing, except for previewing, because I knew it'd go on. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> Right, well, it's kind of a weird end to podcast having done all that because normally we'd have a few games to preview, but we're only going to be previewing one and then releasing another episode next week. It's just because we've obviously got so many games over Christmas and Connie's going away just after Christmas, so it's way easier to do this one, do another podcast next week and then do one just after the game on New Year's Day. Yeah. That's the easiest way around. So we've got Norwich at home on Saturday. They're 16th in the league, 27 points from 21. Uh, they beat Chef Wednesday at weekend, but they hadn't won any of the previous four before that. A couple of draws, a couple of losses. Uh, the thing I didn't realise, I just saw it in top line of the match report about the Wednesday game, that win against Chef Wednesday was their first home win since the 9th of September. Well, that, is it Fark or Farker? Is Daniel, you... Daniel Fark. Yeah, is it Fark how you pronounce yeah. it? Well, he went on verge of going, wasn't he? Yeah. And this was like a month ago. Somehow he's still there. Yeah, he's, he's dragged it out a bit. Uh, I mean, one of the bits of news that we mentioned, because we do mention championship ones, I just forgot to say it. Uh, we are playing in the game after this, but we'll preview it properly next time. But Hull have sat the manager, haven't we? Slutsky's yeah, gone Slutsky. and they've got Nigel Adkins. I don't think that's a bad appointment in this league. I can't I know. Not laugh at the name Slutsky. <laughs> he'll um, he'll he'll do okay. Well, he'll just solidify him. Yeah, and... read a poem. Because I mean, he's, he's he'll be upbeat. He'll be upbeat all the time. Yeah, it, I know that that's an out of sequence way to do it, but it just jump back into my head because it's we're playing Hull. So to go off after. on a bit of a tangent, you know, we're going on about. No, we his... never go off on tangents on this podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. We weren't even planning on doing that eleven. Uh, players thing <laughs> until about an hour before. Imagine 
Nigel Adkins managing a team that had Andy Hughes and Luke Varney playing in it. Imagine enthusiasm. <laughs> Just based on enthusiasm yeah, try, to get in playoffs. They would try their bollocks. <laughs> still finished in the bottom half of the table. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Norwich, I mean, we haven't been that good, but we've got a decent squad. Like, we've got Angus Gunning goal, who got in last England squad based off his performances. And one from City, and Michael McGovern as backup keeper. It was Northern Ireland's number it's one. It's always good, hasn't it, whenever yeah, we've seen Northern him, Ireland's yeah. number one, so we're pretty solid in that position. Uh, the thing, I thought that their defence for the last game didn't look that great, but uh, I googled Russell Martin to see why he wasn't playing, and apparently he's back for this game. He played in under-23s and should be available. So they'll probably have him and Grant Hanley. I didn't realise he'd end up there. I, I, I always like Grant Hanley, especially mm. when the drop, when Blackburn dropped down to the Championship. He looked, he looked pretty mm. good in that league. Yeah, uh, we've got Pinto and Tim Close as well, so one of them will probably play right back. I know Pinto's been playing recently, aren't yeah, you? But absolutely. neither one of them could. So that'll be him. Uh, and the best players are attacking. We've got Harrison Reed in centre mid on loan from Southampton, and he's another one at massive list of players that they had that all look pretty decent. What's actually you might remember? What's the uh, the left winger that they had that Liverpool were after? Sam Sam McQueen uh, McQueen a, yeah who like didn't break into the team till 21 and played brilliant for four weeks and was linked <laughs> with everyone and then hadn't got a game since no <laughs> so we've got him and uh, they've been playing Vrancic uh, and Marley Watkins can play in midfield as well he looked quite good at Barnsley against us last season yeah so yeah he was fairly decent but it's the attacking mids and strikers where they've got loads of depth uh, up front we've got Nelson Oliveira Cameron Jerome and that Yannick Wildshut Good, good strike. Yeah. Well. Who I I I'd actually forgotten. Wiltshire was seven million from Wigan. I didn't know that. Jeez, that's big. Yeah, it's a bit steep, much. That, isn't it? And then uh, he could play him attacking mid or up front. But Stephen Naismith's back as well. He played in the same under twenty three match that Russell Martin played in, having not been fit. He's one of them players. He hadn't quite done it as it uh, as he at Norwich, but he's got it in his locker to turn a game on its head, in yeah. the, especially in Championship. Uh, they've got the one player who they've got there who has always jumped out at me and had a lovely lead to sign him when he was Cameron a bit younger. Jerome. God, imagine. <laughs> Where's Hulahan? Yes. Yeah, everyone loves Wes Hulahan. He's just one of them and he's always looks like doing something. It, well, it's, didn't he score at Euros in Alpha Island? I think he did, yeah. He, you know, how old is he now? Oh, he's like 32, 33. I'm going to say so. But yeah, he's, he, I've always, he, he's always caused problems, hasn't he? He's, Wes Hulan, yeah. he's a good player. I tell you, looking at the um, injuries thing that I found about him, apparently Alex Tete's back as well, having been injured. Because he looked really, he looked pretty good in Premier League when we were there. Did a job, didn't he? Yeah. But uh, yeah, attacking mids, we've got Hulan, who's quality. James Madison's pretty good. Alex Pritchard was like 10 million quid off Spurs. Isn't James Madison, is he the one from Peterborough? No, that's Marcus Madison. Is it Mark? Right, sorry. Yeah. But, but he's also, like, in attacking mid slash dragon, he can play really, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't like him, but we had a falling out on FM 17, so... Marcus Madison, that is. Are you going back to our seven now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ruined the game for me. Yeah. And they've also got that Josh Murphy, who's... Jack, isn't he Jacob Murphy's twin brother? The, the twin brothers, yeah. Yeah, and... So he's probably a Newcastle fan as well, because that's why Jacob maybe wanted to go there so badly. Yeah. But no, they're a, it's a weird. It's a squad that looks better on paper than it has looked on the pitch. You'd got. You'd have to fancy us at home. 
Yeah. Where we've been playing and all, we've, we seem to have picked it back up after mm. Barnsley game especially. Um yeah, bad back as Ireland Road. Do you think do you think it'll change team wise? Other than obviously Ekiban will be playing. I, I so won't. you would assume Roof goes up front, but I wonder yeah. if uh Spitsky will keep his keep the place out on the right hand side because he did a great job there and you'd feel given he's been out of the team and you put in a performance like that, it, it, you're against a team you're at home against a team lower down the league. That's probably the time to give him a give him another run out anyway. I hmm. would think it all comes down to whether Hernandez is fit. It could be a game where If Hernandez is fit, I think Hernandez plays left, Alioski plays right and Kibitsky's on bench. But if he's not hundred percent fit, then I think Alioski plays left and Kibitsky plays right. It could be a good chance though to give Hernandez a bit of a break. Yeah, if well, we've got all the fixtures coming we're up. We're gonna at have to rotate. It's like this one isn't too bad. Like there's this, and then a week later we play Hull. Yeah, but I think we play twenty third, twenty sixth, like twenty ninth, twenty eighth, and then first of January. Yeah, we've got Forest, don't we? On New Year's yeah. Day, mm. yeah. we've got Burton on. It's Hull this that Saturday. We're away at Burton on Boxing Day. We're yeah. on the thirtieth. We're away at Birmingham. Yes, yeah, so that's right. And then Forest on New Year's Day. Say so, what well, you know. You look at them fixtures over Christmas. This, you know, if we're not bad, serious, if we have, a, if we get in some decent run here, yeah. we've got a real chance. I think. I think. It, yeah, and we'll get on to him late. You know, obviously in the later podcast. But just if if we look after our squad well, rotate it reasonably. Um, the this run of games now, we could pick up a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Is this is this the first time we're playing Norwich? I'm trying to remember the last time we played Norwich when they didn't have an ex-Leeds player in the team. Oof. It's been a while. It's been I a don't, while. I don't think... It, did Howison play last year when we beat them 3-2? When Vieira scored? Uh, I, I'm counting that probab- as he was there. He was yeah. definitely there. I mean, he probably did. Um, he I, I, do, I want to, because of my love for Johnny Howison, I, I do want to put Norwich's season down to they got rid of him and now Norwich are awful <laughs> yeah uh, no I don't think they have got any have they anymore no Alison what last one wasn't it yeah, yeah. but uh, well to end this it's kind of a weird podcast because the previews bit's been very curtailed but uh, I'm going to take Leeds win 2-0 I'm going to say we win 3-1 I will. I will happily go in the middle, and I will take Leeds to win two one. <laughs> All the confidence in the world. <laughs> but no, uh, that'll do it for episode eleven of the Mighty Whites podcast. Uh, we're at mightywhitespodcast dot com. Most of you'll probably listen to other things, so on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, all of us podcasts go up on through it all together, which is at thiu. It's all lufc. We're at Mighty Whites Pod. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about anything. Go ahead. Uh, I think the podcast Gmail that we admittedly don't check that often is mightywhitespodcast at gmail.com, I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I haven't logged into it for a while, probably should do. Uh, but no, thanks very much for listening. I've been Jack. I've been Connie. Cheers. I'm in case he loses these. Dude, that was so cringy. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that was terrible. It's definitely staying in. Mm-hmm.